Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Okay, today we're going to hear from Andrew Martinez down in Dallas, Texas area, and how he started his lawn care business and uh, what he's learned over the years and and why he's kind of grown it and fine-tuned it into uh, what it is today. So welcome back to the program, Andrew. Thanks for taking time out of your weekend to join us. Yeah, man, it's it's the best weekend. It's Easter weekend, 2023, but it's a pleasure to always be on, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yes, so tell us about year one of, of what in the world... Got you uh, mowing grass to make make some money. Tell tell us the story. Uh, well, I spent a few years of my adult career trying to be a uh, full time professional salesman, both in the auto and jewelry industry, and that came to a halt. And I just kind of fell back on what I knew, what I used to do in high school for what was called what I would call then paintball and girlfriend money. <laughs> I'd go out and cut some lawns, right and do some landscaping jobs for uh, what, what uh, Caleb Bauman would call Miss Herfin Herbler across the street, right? And <laughs> and but anyhow, I mean, it generated cash in my pocket, and that was cool. And man, I just that's what I fell back on. I have I had a wife at the time, but we were married for about a year, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and try this. As I was still putting applications in for other positions, as far as uh, going back to dealerships, going back to jewelry sales positions, I just, uh, um, I had a couple offers, but I was a couple months into my, my, my mowing. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I think I'm okay. And then in fact, I actually, I thought about this the other day and I forgot about it. Uh, a jeweler I had worked at for the lion's share of the time that I was in, there had actually called me back for a general manager position. And I was just, uh, I was, no, I was too enamored with the business, man. And I was what, uh, um, uh, Cornell, Cornell Matt would call me, uh, a Dan in the van. Cause I was running through, I was running around with a minivan with all my gear in the back, man. And, uh, but I was, I was, I was, uh, smitten by the industry and that's pretty much how, that's pretty much how it started. I had like, I got a, I got yellow, regular pieces of paper. Um, and I put them into, I had them like split four ways and I just simply put Andrew's, Andrew's lawn mowing service, $20 guaranteed, man. And I just cut them into four squares and I just started handing them out. And then that's just, that's pretty much the origin story of, of how I got involved with it all brother. What year was that? 2009. Uh, I think it was July, July of 2009, June or July. And then where did you take the business uh, from there? Because I know you've had many twists and turns and uh, sizes of your business and operation. So kind of walk us through the progression of that next decade. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, within a few years, I stayed in the van. Then I progressed to uh, to a pickup. I, I bought a 99 low mileage, 1999 low mileage uh, pickup. I was able to acquire one of those. And it was just slowly but surely acquiring one piece of commercial equipment after another. I pretty quickly, within the first year of me being in the service, um, bought mostly commercial equipment with the exception of the push mower. I was still 
trying to save for that. Cause I, you know, I had, I had a wife, we had a, we had rent, we had all this stuff. So, I mean, a lot of my money I was making was going towards that. So I couldn't just go in and she was working too, thank God. Um, but a lot of my money still was, you know, going to help out with, uh, with the bills and stuff like that. So it took a little while, but you know, from between 2009 to 2013, I went from uh, Dan in the van to Chuck in the truck and I uh, was able to acquire commercial equipment, had 21 inch push mowers, uh, did, um, uh, I just did all the advertising that I knew how to do that I was researching at the time. Uh, a lot of door knocking and just telling people about what I'm doing. And then I, um, uh, then in that time, towards the end of that time, I wound up uh, getting a friend unbeknownst to me at the time. He, we actually went to school together at the same time here at Dallas Baptist University. And I didn't even realize that. And so that, you know, we started talking I met him, he was mowing some lawns and we got out and got to talking and everything. And, um, uh, we, we partnered up in 2014, and that's when Southern Suns Landscape Management was born, um, and that's what it is currently today. He and I are no longer together. We're still great friends, and um, that partnership lasted a few years. And so, I mean, yeah, what you said, man, we just kind of went from uh, – I went from Dan in the van to Chuck in the truck. Then we actually had what it looked like a legit operation. We had multiple trucks. We were doing everything, trees, concrete landscaping, um, lawn, lawn, lawn and landscape maintenance, you know, obviously, and just everything. And, and, uh, so we had at one point seven, eight guys full-time working for us. Uh, we had about four trucks running around at any given time. Uh, so there was one of the, one of the twists and turns you were talking about. And then when we split up, I, I kind of, I took that season of us set, uh, part in ways, just comb through the business, you know, and just, you know, look at where our business stood, if we even had a business at that time. And uh, just to kind of see where we stood. And, you know, I had one major commercial account that owed us like 50 grand. And after that, I just kind of drew the line on all kinds of stuff. So I spent the next uh, two or three years after that going into 18 and 19, um, just really slicing and dicing uh, my whole, my business as a whole equipment. equipment, the, uh, customers, uh, the way we were doing things, um, just, just everything, man. I mean, just everything that I know that's involved with business. We just, we just took that and I just took that. I took getting out of debt, consolidating and just almost, it, it, it took me a, what, what it took me a, a couple of years to just get back down to zero. I, you know, to, to say it a little bit more simplistic. And then that's actually around that time, when I ran into you guys, you, Brian's on maintenance, uh, um, Naylor Taliaferro, uh, LCR media. That's when I started listening to you guys around uh, 2000, late 2018, early 19 and, uh, did that for a few years. And now, right, right now I'm kind of, I'm owner operator. Um, I'm trying to hire people full time. I found a couple good guys to finally start this year off with me. And so now I'm, I'm still owner operator, very much involved with, wearing all the hats in, in the business. Uh, and I just recently um, had to take a step back into the field for this season, uh, at least on a part-time schedule. And that's where Southern Suns landscape management is today. I'm curious. Uh, I, I know you mentioned getting out of debt and Dave Ramsey, he has a famous saying that the only partnership that doesn't sail is a partnership. And you and your buddy went into business and, and, and ultimately Andrew, 
it's if you go in a partnership, somebody's going to be doing more than the other person at some point, and then the guy that's working harder is going to get um, animosity towards the guy who's not working as hard as him, and eventually it never works out. At least from my perspective uh, in the lawn care business, so. I, I, that's great that you guys are still friends, but how did that dissolve and what did you learn from doing a partnership? Cause I, you know, I, I agree with Dave that I, I think you should just own your own business and run it. And if you're going to have someone be an employee, be an employee. But when you got two heads there leading a lawn business, I've, I've never seen it work out. Um, so what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, if you don't mind talking about that situation. Sure. Absolutely. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, I mean, I'm just grateful that it ended well for us. Uh, I stood up in his wedding afterwards. He's come over to our house a number of times. We want to plan some hunting trips and stuff, which never materialized, but we're, we're on good terms. So praise the good Lord for that. Uh, but to your question, uh, which I actually want to take a second to celebrate what your thought process is on, in the book, in your book that you had mentioned, because uh, I've listened to it a few different times on audiobook already, um, where you actually had an opportunity to partner up, but you wound up not doing it. You kind of partnered, but it was more of an unofficial partnership, almost like a contractor back and forth kind of partnership. So if something didn't work out or someone felt a certain way, you can part ways. No, no, no issue. I think that's awesome. I agree with that 100%. Um, but basically, uh, he worked hard. I worked hard. Uh, he did most of the books. I did some of the books. I mean, we had, we had our dedicated tasks. Um, I, I just think ultimately what happened, and I'm kind of sticking to it, I need to get a, I need to get together with him one day and interview him and kind of, kind of, kind of fact check me, you know. Um, but basically, um, I'm trying to, what was it? I'm having a brain fart. Um, I think we were trying together. I think we were trying to grow too big, too fast, huge pieces of equipment, uh, putting guys on salary, which is a great deal. I'm not against that, but it's just, it wasn't right for us then at that time of our season. Um, it, I think, and, and then when, when we, when we would see 50 K come into the bank account, 30, 40 K come into the bank account. And then over the weekend, it dwindled down to like, you know, 2,800 bucks. It's like, Oh man, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I think that stressed him out, stressed me out. And that puts strain on the partnership. I think, um, that amongst other things. And then when you're down here in Texas, you're in Atlanta, you know how the heat is, bro. I mean, when, when you're already frustrated and you're out, you know, still doing work and it, it didn't really seem like, you know, you're taking any money home. And for a time there, we actually went about three or four months each, not taking checks home. Um, we actually had sold a house a, a year prior to that. So I was able to kind of live on that nest egg to kind of help us out, you know, with my family. Cause at this point I got two kids and a wife and, you know, so, um, but I think ultimately that's what led to our partnership um, uh, dissolving is I just think we were trying to get too big, too fast. Uh, he would get frustrated about stuff. I would get frustrated about stuff. And, and um, uh, like I said, he worked hard in what he was supposed to do. I worked hard in what we were supposed to do. But I just think it was a calamity of everything, man. I just think it, I think it all just kind of got away from us. And I think he was pretty much, you know, I offered actually, he was frustrated one day and I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And then he just pretty much was like, okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and so I didn't really expect he was going to say that, but I think it, you know, I, I, it needed to happen, you know? So, uh, so that, that, that's how that wound up. I know that was a, a little, a little, long-winded there, but no, that's, that's, that's great. Well, and I think it's good. I, I went through not as severe a situation. Cause we, we kind of recognized this wasn't going to work out 
earlier on in my journey. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's better just to own your own lawn care business and then have employees. And, and that's how you structure it. Now, if you want to share your profits or whatever, um, there's definitely ways you can do that. But um, back to your story, what, what would you say your biggest lessons learned are, Andrew? And it doesn't have to be about that situation, but just in general, whether it's pricing or equipment or work-life balance or what, what have you learned over these years since 2009 being in the lawn care business um, that you'd like to impart to guys that are maybe just starting out? Systemization, uh, CRM platforms, not being, not taking the chuck in the chuck pricing, even though it's so easy to do that because you need money like yesterday. Those are three elements right now, right there. If I could just tell, and I have told other people <laughs> getting into the business and guys that I've rubbed shoulders with and things like that, I, I um, that's what I would say. Um, put, start working on systems. I know we have right now, that and I would even say, listen to podcasts, you know, get on YouTube, follow people. You know, we're not supposed to do exactly what everybody else does. We need to put our own spin on things, but there are key elements. There are key principles in, in business generally that will help us succeed. Listen to others, listen to others' successes and their losses and apply them to your own area, your own market, your own life. Everybody's different. Not everybody's in the same playing field. But again, these these certain elements that, that I've already mentioned, your CRMs, uh, custom relations managers, um, uh, putting you know card on files, charging weekly, monthly, but just put a card on file, put the ball in your court. And, and, and don't price yourself. Don't be the low baller. Don't be the low baller um, in pricing because, you know, there's other people out there that are trying to provide for their families and make a good living as well. And while I understand your situation, unless you walk into it with a blueprint. Now, if you walk into it with a blueprint, you know, you got things set up, you've been saving for a while, totally different. I've talked to a lot of those guys as well. But like a guy, like in my case, I just print some flyers up, threw, went down to the 7-Eleven, threw some gas in the in the mowers and stuff. And I just, you know, hit the road. <laughs> so I would say those few elements right there would be, um, I, I would talk to a, a young, a young gun trying to start up um, or even someone struggling. Hey, you need to reanalyze your business. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Uh, what are your payment terms? You know, how's your cash flow looking like? Uh, are you, are you setting money aside for these different sections of, uh, uh, of your, your financial house, taxes, um, equipment, you know, things, things like that, uh, paying yourself salary, uh, pay, you know, setting stuff aside for your guys, things like that. Uh, and of course that would be probably for the guys that's been in a, a little while longer, who's a little bit more familiar with the ebb and flows of business entrepreneurship. And then of course, in their own endeavor in, in, in lawn care in this case. And, but for those new guys, man, I'll, I'll have to go back to it. If I could have done it all over again, uh, CRM platforms, putting credit card on file, not under undercharging, sticking with the, the weeklies. And I think that's so much, I think it's so, e it's easier to do right now because there's so much free information out there. Like, you know, what you got going on, these awesome podcasts that you have out on a daily basis, listen to professionals like you who've been through the sticks as well. Um, books and audio books and YouTube and, it's just, it's almost, this is going to sound dumb, but it's almost impossible to fail on something with a threshold as easy as lawn care getting into with so much uh, free resources from everybody, all other uh, trade professionals out there. What is your um, billing procedures? You, you mentioned uh, obviously using the system of a CRM and having a card on file, but do you bill your customers per service per month? How do, how do you guys set that up there in Dallas, Texas, Andrew? 
Well, I, I'm still on the um, credit card on file. I've been credit card on file since 2013, 2012-13. I started, I hooked up with Service Autopilot in 2012. That's my customer relations manager integrated with their credit card systems. Took winter of 2012 to integrate everything and uh, setting everything up. And in 2013, there is, you know, I started bleeding old clients out, the ones I didn't want, filtering them out and stuff like that. And then I, um, uh, and then over the next few years up into well into, uh, my partnership, uh, and that's one thing he found valuable to uh, an operation is the billing, uh, that we're talking about. I'm card on file. I bill daily. I'm considering going to the weekly charging, but I'm daily. I've been burned way too many times. Um, I've been paid slowly way too much. And that was one of the elements that helped dig me out of this rut that we found ourselves in, uh, when we wound up splitting up in, in 17. Um, and, and that's where I'm at even today. I've considered going to a weekly credit card, um, billing, um, or maybe even a pay ahead on a credit card billing, but I haven't gone there yet. I'm right now I've got my whole route in that. And I'm, I, I'm basically no contracts pay as you go as basically the structure. And I have credit card on file. Uh, I have, I don't know, five clients out of my 120 clients that I allow to pay monthly ahead of time. And, um, but outside of that, it's all credit card, man. <laughs> so if you go, if you show up on a Monday and you do your 12, 15 yards, um, on that day, you use the CRM to, charge their card on file that day. So basically you mowed in the morning and you charge the card the same day. Is that how you do it? Is that what I'm understanding when you say daily? Right. Absolutely. You got it, man. Fantastic. Well, is there anything we're leaving out here about your story, Andrew, that, that you want to share from 2019 to where you are today? And you mentioned the CRM, you mentioned the good pricing um, systems. Um, Is there anything else we're leaving out that, that you feel summarizes your, your journey? Man, I have to say, I'm sure, I'm sure if I sat here long enough, I could, you know, find several other things that I forgot about, you know, but honestly, that that's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty much wash, rinse, repeat all those years of, of all the same stuff. It, you know, it's just those simple principles, man, that if I could have started all over again, I don't know where I'd be now, you know, um, or even the markets around me and friends that I have in the business, things like that. Um I mean, as, as far as operations go, that's how I would definitely approach your lawn care business, whether you're Dan in the van or you already have an ensemble of equipment, you know, you're ready to go, go hit um, Google listings, uh, Google listings. Uh, that, that's a free resource. Everybody goes to Google. I forgot to mention that. I mean, I would tell them that as well. So get on Google as fast as you can. Then I was uh, at that point within a few years, I was able to get on Google Um I didn't know any better. And then that's when it started kind of making its presence uh, in the business market that way. Um, but at this point, moving forward, anybody I would tell again, too, is, you know, t- try to take advantage of those free, uh, those free saturated resources as far as marketing goes that everybody goes to Facebook, social media, uh, you know, record your uh, record the befores and afters. What you'll really big and really hot in any any trade production industry that you're in, from what I can see. Um, register and list on on Google listings. Maybe occasionally do some some ad listings on there. I don't know, but you know resources like that 
coupled with the other things that I was talking about as far as infrastructure setting up and scaling and things like that. Um, just that, that, I mean, that, that would set you up really good uh, to start growing and scaling uh, your, your new endeavor in the lawn care business. Are you in the market for a new high-performance mower? Look no further than the Kubota Z200. This mower combines quality, comfort, and ease of use all in one package. And now select models come with the new K-Ride Comfort System for optimized comfort. Experience the elevated zero-turn performance with the three-point system and choose from cutting decks ranging from 42 to 54 inches. Plus, the Kubota Z200 comes with Kawasaki engines. Don't wait to experience the difference for yourself. Visit KubotaUSA.com for more information and to find your local Kubota dealer. Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to job the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. You wouldn't drive a car without suspension, so why would you mow without it? With racing-inspired, patented full suspension and integrated cutting decks, Ferris commercial mowers are engineered to deliver a quality cut faster, allowing professional landscapers to earn more profit and bragging rights. Ferris suspension is not just a feature or a marketing gimmick, it is a game changer that simply has to be experienced. True suspension changes everything. Visit ferrismowers.com today to find your nearest dealer. Ferris, experience suspension. Very well said. Well, how can people connect with you, Andrew, uh, with your podcast, with your social media and things of that nature? Sure, man. Um, It's pretty much, uh, well, I have two tags on Instagram, Southern Suns Landscape Management. No, excuse me, Southern Suns Landscape. And then you can find me on my podcast one at Lone Star Lawn Talk. And then, of course, Lone Star Lawn Talk on all the major uh, uh, platforms for podcasting. Find us there. You've been on a guest with us for uh, uh, a number of times as well. And um, pretty simple, man. <laughs> How has your podcasting career been going? Um, how, how Have you been enjoying it? You want to throw your, your microphone in a lake or how, how's it going? <laughs> Definitely. It's kind of like going to the Equip Expo. Everybody keeps telling you it's not what you think it is. I mean, yeah, you can, you, we can counsel, or excuse me, you can consult with and talk with about it, you know, what you think you're going to get into, but it's nothing what you thought it was when you actually started getting into it. It's like, man, this is, this is hard, man, <laughs> but it's so worth it too, man, because I, I love making friends. I would, you know, I wouldn't have connected with you guys and, and all the, all the, all the names out there that all, I could be here for, for an hour and a half talking about, um, 
but uh, I mean, it, it could be frustrating, pros and cons, right? But at the end of the day, it's it's been great. It's been wonderful. I've had a lot of lot of opportunities. I've had a, a, a. I think what I really get out of it too is seeing people, seeing how many other lawn care podcasts are being added on a monthly basis. Man, like before 2019, there wasn't any you know lawn care podcast at all. It's, I mean, Joe Rogan was starting to barely starting to his channel is really starting to kind of somewhat take off back then, but there was no lawn care podcasting whatsoever. And then you and uh, you, Brian Naylor, y'all kind of just pierced the industry. And now it's just, I had to say up at this point, outside of befriending guests and, and, and learning and being able to uh, be a resource for that, you know, lawn care professional out there, uh, seeing other people grow, seeing other podcasts starting to pop up here. I think that's pretty cool because that's, that's been, that's fulfilling to me because that means that's other people with golden hearts, teachers hearts wanting to genuinely give back to the community and ultimately rise, you know, those ships are going to be rising with the tides, man. So uh, I have to say that's, it's been great, it's been great, but I have to say that's ultimately the, the main satisfaction now is, you know, seeing all these other guys starting to pop up and, you know, we're cross pollinating all of our listenerships and all of our listeners, excuse me. And then, you know, getting on each other's podcasts and things like that. And uh, yeah, I saw you just connected (laughs) with my boy, Chris Gentry from South Carolina. Ah, he's awesome. My service area. Yeah, for sure. So, well, I know it's a a holiday weekend and and you're a family man, so I'll let you get back to it. But uh, did we cover everything? Yeah, man. I mean, do you have another question? I mean, that's again, I, there's not much to me. If you're asking me, Hey, how do you, what would you do if you could do it all over again? If I was talking with somebody, that's those, that's what I would say. Rewind it guys, rewind it for, and listen to it a couple times over and hopefully it helps. And, and what I like to say on my show is uh, hopefully it, you know, sharpens your ax, keep your ax sharp. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't and and, so and you, you, you might think it's common sense cause you were an early adapter to getting a card on file but you would be shocked, Andrew, at least from my uh, counsel with talking to guys that we're in year 2023 and there's still people that don't do card on file and, and they're collecting checks and they're collecting cash and they're uh, slow payers and, and they're griping about Miss Herfenberger or whatever Caleb calls her. She didn't pay me on time. I was like, it's not her fault. It's your fault for not having a a convenient system in place of getting a card on file. So it might seem like a simple win for you, but there's guys out there that need to hear something as simple as get paid the day you do the work by having a card on file with a CRM. Of course I'm a jobber team jobber, but whoever your CRM is, most of them that I know of have that feature where you can get a card on file. Wow. That's, that's, that's shocking. I, I would think that at this point, most people would modernize to a point where, and it's been said a lot, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like the Chick-fil-A and fast food, you know, you make your order, tell them what you want, pay for it with a credit card, probably 80% of the time in the window. And then you pick up your food yeah. and you know, it, it's shocking. It's shocking that still that many people uh, haven't incorporated that in their business. And maybe they're scared about fees and, Oh, they're, you know, I'm going to lose half of my route. You're not, you are going to have some fees, but you know what? Jonathan Potoshnik with, with lawn care millionaire, a huge success in the lawn care business down here in the, the DFW Metroplex. He's like, you know what? I do pay fees. I pay hundreds of, at the time years ago, I pay hundreds of thousands of, of dollars in credit card fees annually, but 
I'm okay with that to ensure that my money's there, yeah. uh, you know, later. And what that does is you're essentially paying that small fee to know if you need to go back out to that property or not, or spend those man hours, that time with your truck, just saying, Hey, they haven't cleared yet. Let's go to paying customers. So before I get out of hand, man, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's another guy that I learned from. Oh and, man. He's, he's the top of my, top of my list, man. He is uh genius level. Jonathan Potashnik, the lawn care uh, Deca millionaire. I don't know why he calls himself the lawn care millionaire. He built a CRM, sold it to a credit card company. He built city turf, which he still owns, which I've never seen it in Dallas, but everyone who lives in Dallas says he's everywhere. Um, city turf. So he's, he's gotta be a Deca millionaire. Um, well, he's a, he's in the, he's in the North Dallas Plano area. Okay. I had the opportunity to sit down and have lunch with him years back. Wow. Uh, really? And dude, I mean, and that's, that's another, maybe I'm kind of going down a bunny trail, but that's another reason why I love doing this and hooking up with you guys. Cause if, like you said, this deck of millionaire, this genius and the t- took a regular trade and turned it into this, I don't know. I love Corey Ballard, but he's, he's got to be 10 X what Corey Ballard's operation was at the time. And I mean, it's, and he, yeah, he's still out there a lot, but he took the time to sit down with a nobody. I was, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was fresh off of Dan in the van. Okay. And he sat down with me and we, and we talked, we had lunch. He took me through the service autopilot. Uh, sorry to keep name dropping. Yeah. We, we're, 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 uh, we're sponsored by jobber, get jobber.com uh, forward slash Paul. Again, that's get jobber.com forward slash Paul. But I have deep respect for Jonathan and he did that yeah. with Naylor as well. Um, they got to go out to dinner. Yes, that's right. Um, that's right. And so I'm not, I haven't been, I got to shake his hand at GIE. I was all nervous. I walked up to him and, and I was hanging out with John Pajak and, um, and Naylor and, and, and John's like, Hey, this is my friend Naylor. And then they started talking and I'm sitting there, Pajak, like, what am <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a nobody, I guess. But eventually I kind of stuck my neck out there and I was like, Hey, really appreciate your content. I'm Paul Jameson. We shook hands. Nice to meet you. And, um, I was, yeah. I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's a long care. And, and the thing is, let me be very gentle with this, Andrew. There's all these, uh, uh, everybody's coming out with their business advice now and saying this, saying this, saying that and the other, but Jonathan Potashnik, what, cause I used to just binge watch him. I mean, binge watch him and he, yeah, he is at the things that he was saying were just, just at a whole nother level. And so it was, it was very helpful for our industry. And so, um, anyway. I would toggle, I would toggle between him and geek to freak. Oh, geek. To, yeah. Geek. In the early years, man. So uh, like he had the, we, we, he had the, the algorithm had, had us on the same frequency. Cause I would watch those two as well all day long. Yeah, probably so, man. Probably so well. I mean, cause you had the satisfaction of, um, of Greg Chisholm mowing his lawns and doing that, you know, and kind of like what we're all, what we like to see now. But then on the other, on the other side, you had this Titan in the industry given free content, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm soaking all this stuff. Oh, and even man. occasionally I'll, I'll still go listen to some of this stuff just as a refresher, you know? Yeah. Um, and I would highly, again, I would highly encourage guys out there. There's so much more other free content now, but that, that was, a, that's all that was around back yeah. then, back in, uh, Back in two, let's just call it 2009. 13, through, 14. Uh, yeah. That, because when I was watching Geek to Freak and, and, and Jonathan Potashnik, it was like 2013 and 14. I was yeah, like working right. at a radio station and I'd watch it all night, you know, during my shift and just binge watch that stuff and learn. So, um, 
Yeah. So, yeah, man, I mean, there's, but now there's guys like you, Naylor, uh, I'll just call it my boy, Brian. And I mean, you got um, uh, you've got all kinds of personalities out there now with with uh, the Spencers and you got Jeremiah Jennings out there in, in Alabama. I mean, there's just so much now. And that's just a handful of people. Um, I don't have a YouTube yet, but, you know, we have the channel and and um, the, the the opportunities are so much better now starting than where they were back then. And I, and, and he kind of, he kind of broke into the industry that way because he, that's essentially what everybody's doing now, giving free content, want to see the industry survive, want to see people su- su- succeed. But then, you know, then there is this platform, you know, it's the, the CRM platform that he created and he didn't even, he, in those videos, he never even pushed it. He, he was like, what well, you're saying, Hey, it doesn't matter what, platform you get into get in a legitimate one get in a good one because that's how your business ultimately is going to succeed and scale and then you're going to get your time back you know mm-hmm. and it just probably probably could be here another couple hours talking about that guy but i don't know how we bunny trailed off i don't know how i bunny trailed the conversation into that guy <laughs> but um but yeah man that's in a nutshell that's that southern suns right there man that's how i i, mim- I mimicked my and i still do to this day uh, my business models, both in payments and route density and, and how you speak with clients and mm-hmm. some particulars on the jobs themselves from, from that guy, you know, and then all of us as a team, we just bleed ideas back and forth to one another. I saw you, I was talking to you cause you said you like saw it a lot back there at Equip Expo when we were, uh, or was that, a? No, I'm sorry. That was uh, Brian's event. That Waco. was uh, yeah, down, down in Waco. Well, yeah. So you there and then I saw you down in, um, uh, what's the thing called together in the trades. And, you know, I mean, and it's times like that, that we, we didn't have that before people would snuff at each other at gas stations. And then the, didn't want to talk about their business when they're at their dealers, you know, brushing shoulders, but now we can do that because we're at different parts of the country. So those, those same people may or may not be opened up a little bit more. But uh, we just didn't have that camaraderie. Um, yeah. And those are some of my best friends. Iron sharpens iron. I mean, couple weeks ago, Brian Fullerton called me out of the blue and, and we chatted for probably 30 minutes and just like friction. Like he just pushes me. I push him. We just like, it's iron and sharpening iron. And and then, you know, Naylor and I've been texting back and forth today and Jeremiah Jennings and I, and like, these are like my best friends. And like, it, it's, it, it's in the community. Um, just we're growing as entrepreneurs and as, um, I'm looking for my wife and children, but you know, I know a lot of y'all have, have families and, and just how can you be better, um, at, at leading your family? And it's just, it, we're like you said earlier, Andrew, it's the rising tide, raising all ships. Uh, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, there's some bad apples out there, but for the most part, there's a lot of good apples and, um, it, it's, it's awesome for what's happening to our community. And that's, again, that's, you know, probably the, the, what I'm getting the most out of the podcasting is what you said is, you know, most everybody's good. Everybody has a a teacher's heart. People want to genuinely see people succeed and put this stuff up. And even if they put up products to sell, I'd rather buy their product. I'd rather tell my friends about their product than, and save them time and, and frustration and effort trying to develop their own. Right. Uh, rather than, you know, going to someone who don't really want to talk to you, you know, <laughs> but yeah, man, see what I'm saying? That's just what it's all about. I mean, different guys from different parts of the country, best friends, best friends in the industry, you know, and yeah. it's just always good to see everybody 
get together at these live events and stuff. And, and it's, it's just a good time. It's just a good time. And I'm excited to see where the lawn care industry is going to be in another 10 years. Um, uh, with all that, you know, in mind and stuff, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and yeah this, is, this is, is our fourth close. This, you go, you put two podcasts together. We can't, we can't close the show, man. Uh, what's I'm a, a chatterbox chatter here in the I, I know this is this is uh, <laughs> what my past pastor is like. Yeah, well, I'm about done. All the ladies roll their eyes like, yeah, right. I'm about to land the plane. You know, 20 minutes later, you're still there. Uh, what's the name of your business? Southern Suns. Southern Suns Landscape Management. Southern yes, Suns Landscape management yeah all right i'm writing a new book and i uh very well may feature you in in there um i want to make sure i spell that right southern suns landscape management oh man that'd be a that'd be a pleasure i'm you yeah. want to read you think that if you want to sell copy a lot of copy you might want to you might want to pray about that one brother <laughs> well i'll uh what i'm doing is I'm, I'm i'm sharing success stories so someone who started a lawn business Time has gone by and, and they're actually successful. Cool. So, and I want to share success stories of all shapes and sizes. So the fact that you're owner operator will fit into that niche of, of you can Appreciate be an owner operator. I have a guy, um, I just wrote a chapter on him. He makes over $1 million, Andrew, per month um, in his business. He has over a hundred employees. Um, and so yeah, they're they're doing 18 million a year and uh, I got to go to his office and interview him and it was just like, whoa. You know what I mean? And, level. Yeah, but in the book I'm going to have success stories like that. And in the same thing that he was preaching is systems, systems, systems. You got to he's like if I make a 5 minute mistake, that's 3 grand because you you have 100 employees. So he's yeah. like if I got one guy putting gas in the truck and the other guy's just sitting there scrolling through his phone, you, you multiply that over a lot. So anyway, you, if you can master this stuff when you got one person, if you do scale. So anyway, the book's going to be coming out soon, but I'll definitely get you in there for sure. Congrats um, on that, dude. I love, I, that's so great that you're producing another one. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm almost um, done with it. I have uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I mean, the last couple you've put out have been terrific, you know, and you had the devotional too and all that and, or, I think it was a devotion. Was it a devotion? Yeah, or? it's a journal. Yeah, the, 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 journal. Yeah, I had me. a journal. But in this book so far, I've been working like crazy. If, I bet. Um, you, know, like you and Brian, man, y'all are, y'all are some heads, man. I don't know how y'all. Well, that's geez, what I tell him. He makes me so mad. And um, I'm like, how do you do this? Because you got a wife and and two kids, you know, a kid. And I, I don't know if his um the baby has been born yet or not. But um, I've been off social media. um. I, I get on there and I post, but I don't scroll. So I don't know what's going on with who and who that and the other. But um, so far, I got a chapter written on almond story. I'm looking at my whiteboard. I did a story on Al Blades. He had a crazy story. He went from Publix grocery store to Not something else. I saw um, y'all's video, man. And that thing he, was that was awesome. Yeah. And now <laughs> now he is um a, a rich dude. He's got a lot of money for all through lawn care. And, and then, you know, he made a lot of his money on YouTube, but it, it was all based off of him mowing. Um, I got uh, Jeremy Jacobs. Uh, he has a, about a million dollar company up in Illinois, Jay Jacobs. Um, I got uh, Ruben Schlabel yes. from Schlabel Engines, Ben Naiman. Uh, my bookkeepers are on there um, in the book talking about, they actually wrote a chapter in the book about what it means to know your numbers from their perspective. Cool. Um, so yeah, awesome. 
Anyway, but I'm going to put you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to feature you in there. I just want to make sure I got your, your business. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right. That'd be a, be a privilege, man. I mean, any way we can help the, help the community. Cause I know, I mean, I know you were running your business for quite, for some years there. And I mean, things you can run into, you know, like today, I'll, I'll just be vulnerable and just tell you like today, I, I sub out all of my, all of my heavy landscaping, um, sometimes sod, but, but like, 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 like walkways, patios, brickwork, stonework. Um, I just still get those calls mm-hmm. and I've been able, I've been blessed enough to know how to maneuver around that. Cause I, because that's what you used to do years ago mm-hmm. when I was with my business partner. And so I know how to, I know how to bid them. I know how I, the, the materials are still the same. Prices are a little different. So I'm able to bid them, bid them well, and, you know, put just enough markup on it to where, you know, the, the contractors I work with, they're awesome. They're, they know what the market rates are and they're like, Hey, let, you know, you use this all the time. We'll, you know, charge this and um, you can charge the client, you know, market rate and we can, you know, make 15, 20% on it, you know, give or take. And, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm able to do that, you know, at this point. And, and I know we've been trying to shut this, this land, the bird, but I had to say that, uh, you know, I don't know if I would have done that, you know, years ago. And I don't know, uh, that wasn't available to me. I didn't know about that. And I, that's, I want people to know about little stuff like that. People, uh, who are owner operators who think that, oh man, I, you know, it's the end isn't just in lawn mowing, but sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. I like to say it's the in and out effect, you know, the, the, the burger joint, burger shakes and fries, you know, master that and then maybe move on to something else or just enjoy the profits from that. Right. That's what they did. And uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what I've been able to do in tandem to my, uh, my my lawn business. But today they were busy. One of my guys were off. He couldn't come in. He was he was with his family. And one of my clients really needed this. I sold the job like, like two weeks ago. She really wanted this done. because She's having company come in from out of state on Monday, Easter weekend story goes on, you know, violin, oh, violin. Um, so I got out there and I busted it and I knew what I was walking into, you know, I didn't have the, the dingoes to carry stones and flagstone back and forth and, you know, driving and having the right trailers to pick up the decomposed granite and, and the right tools to do the job effectively. So it was just, it made the job harder, but we got it done because I wanted to be there for my client, wow. but I, I don't do that all the time. And man, I just, I'm whooped right now. <laughs> well, I, I am, I'm deeply humbled that you would take time out of your crazy weekend to, to share your story. So I'll let you get going, but um, you're going to be in the book, man. So, 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 Stay tuned. And uh, Mr. Producer's narrating the book. So you'll be in the oh, audio yeah. book read, yeah, read by read by Mr. Producer. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations yeah. on the book, brother. Thanks for having me back on the, the show again. And and it's uh it's just great. Great times. We appreciate it, bro. Cool, cool. I hit end on the recording there. I didn't realize you had such a long day. I don't want to keep rambling on, man, but thank you so much. Well, I'm done now, and I was actually dropping my worker off. No, wait, you text. I'm sorry, by the way. I didn't even get your text message until, like, when I wrote you back when I was on the way way back home. Um, So you text me at, like, noon almost or 11-something, and I'm sorry. I didn't get it. I was jamming out. It's all good. I, I, uh, I appreciate you squeezing me in. Ah, oh, no, no. Uh, it's all it's all good, man. I love love uh, hooking up with you guys, and sometimes we just got to do what we got to do. 
So yep. it's all good, man. You got any plans for uh, Easter weekend, bro? Uh, no, I, I'm on, I've just been, I've been working on this book. I get in these moods or not moods, but like zones where I'm just like, I'm locked in and I'm like working on a project. And so I've just been trying to finish up this new book and, uh, Spoken I've been by a true author. <laughs> yeah, but it's been crazy. Cause it's just like, I wake up and then it's dark and then I'm look out the window and it's dark. Like the whole day went by and I've just been, I've been cranking so much effort into this, wow. but it's coming down the final lap and it's almost done. So it'll be, I've been swamped and stressed out. I, I don't like when I get this way, but I gotta, I gotta get re reset and realigned here, but it's, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind getting this project done. So. Well, again, I don't know how you and Brian do it. Y'all are monsters, man. Doing all of that. And then he has his family. You're right. But yeah. you got a lot going on. And then you're doing daily podcasts, bro. That's. Yeah. Bro, you that's- see, you see how hard it is. No, nobody. It is so annoying when I lay it on the line for this community, Andrew, and then people are like mean to me. I'm like, do you have any idea how much effort I put in to try my best to, to, to create this content? Like it takes so much effort. Um, and then getting guests, you you know, you are easy to get a hold of today. But like a lot of times it's like I'm back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's I, I'm getting so frustrated. It's not even funny. Well, see, that's how that's why I wonder, I'm like, how does Paul do it and have all these great guests and great content? Because it's, it's not a far stretch from what I'm doing on a smaller scale. He can't. It's just like kind of like business. I'm sure he's going through the same stuff on. But now he's got to sustain this daily monster. Does he, I mean, does he have like 30 guests in the queue at a time? Or, I mean, how does he do that, man? It's, it's, that's challenging. Kudos to you, bro. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just interviewed a big shot businessman from your area, Dallas, Texas. His name's Vic Keller. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him. Why don't you look him up? Hold on. What's his name? Vic, V I C Keller, K E L L E R. He, um, he built, multiple companies, billions in revenue. And then Warren Buffett bought the uh, successfully acquired them in Berkshire Hathaway. So oh, that's big time. yeah, cool. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire, but um, anyway, the, my neighbor works for him. And so for like months, I'm, I'm like, dude, my show's in the top 100. I'm, I can hit, you know, he's like, you ain't ready for it. So I've been like, dude, give me a bat. Give me an at bat. Give me an at bat. So I'm sitting there and like, he's sending me his press kit and it's got like pictures of him with Warren Buffett and Tony Robbins and John Maxwell. And he's like in the, I mean, you don't get any bigger than your business partners, Warren Buffett, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm used to introducing like Naylor, like this is Naylor from clean cut lawn care, Caleb Allman from Allman Landscape. I'm like, we got Vic on the show today. Um, They're celebrities in their, y'all are celebrities in your own rights. Warren Buffett's, uh, business partner welcome to the program it was it was great though he was he was a great guest can't wait um, to hear that when it, when is that coming out in a couple weeks yeah it'll be out uh it'll be out not next week but the next week on a monday so yeah in about a couple weeks vic keller but i was he, he just knocked it out of the park but he was talking about systems he's like you have to have wow. systems and then he's like you have to take care of people because like if, if you if you have an employee you got to take care of them so they stick you know they stick around and work work with you and just talk it was, it was, it was really good, but, um, anyway, yeah, he's from, he's from Dallas, Texas. Does he have like a kind of, does he have a company or something? Well, he had Uh, 14 and then, and then Warren Buffett, um, successfully acquired his, his like worker was like, okay, this is the lingo, Paul Berkshire Hathaway successfully acquired 
uh, his his company. There's there's I'm you know I'm 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 like you. I'm staying in the van, Dan in the van, chucking the truck. So I'm sitting there like you know. Uh, and I had no etiquette because I came right out of the gate. So I was like, what's it like being Warren, uh, Warren Buffett's business partner? <laughs> but he was flattered. He, he started talking about it. <laughs> Everybody's kind of treading water, having you come straight in with it. What's it like being the. I, I mean, I was just I was just partner. curious, you know, like my business partner, sure. no, so yeah. to speak, is Mr. Producer, which is he, he's a great guy. But, you know, Warren Buffett, it's like, woo wee. So, but he no, was that, very, that's, that's level, yeah, yeah, he was very, very humble, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, well, you know, I, I listened to your, uh, thing about, it was funny. I was uh, one of the last few podcasts to listen to yours. You were talking about, um, the millionaire next door. And I guess you had mentioned that, but once before I had heard it on another podcast or something, I was like, man, that, that sounds like a good book. I want to look it up. I mean, since I'm in the field more now, I'm going to listen to that. Dude, I went to my audio book and I already downloaded it. I oh, wow. <laughs> it's a classic from the 1990s and it's so applicable today. It is. It's, it's incredible. And, and what I'm saying, why when I, when I mentioned that, it's like, so I, I hear that Millionaire Next Door, but then when they, I guess this, the they did like the, I guess they, they had a bunch of millionaires get together and they bought all this fancy food and top shelf whiskeys and wines and stuff like that. And then come to find out like they didn't, they, they only drink like stock basic beers and a little bit of whiskey or, or a kind of common scotch, you know, one of those two. And then they didn't even touch the touch the food they had laid out like caviars and all kinds of crazy stuff. Cause they didn't want to waste it. So it's like, I think about that when I, when I hear about, guys like this Vic fella you talk about, it's like, maybe he's that way, you know, I'm sure there's, there's people that like to live ostentatiously out there, you know, but yeah, no, he, and he, he talked about, he talked about it. Like his family keeps him in check. Cause one time he tried to take like a picture in front of his private jet and his son like yelled at him. Like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't how we act. Like yeah. we're not going to flash and show that off, but yeah, he's very humble down there with guy. Um, he does have like a fancy garage where he's got all his hundreds of thousands of dollars of cars behind him, but but yeah, he, that's at his home. That's at his home. Though. Yeah, that's but he's he's stuff. very he was very humble. Um, I didn't I didn't ask him what his net worth was, but if I I know like on the public profile it just talked about how his companies do billions and billions in revenue, um, plural billions. So um, that's crazy, man. I mean, I wonder what it is. Now I want to know what his companies were, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's a billionaire, but um, anyway, he's a very humble guy. Whether well, I don't awesome. know what his net worth is, but it, it's it, it's um, it's cool to get to meet guys like that. And I say all that about the frustration of the podcast, like in the community when I pour my heart out to try to help someone grow their business, and then guys say mean things to me or about me, and I'm like, I'm I'm paying Mr. Producer, I'm paying you know Lipson, I'm putting out the podcast for free and, 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 and I just feel like the community doesn't appreciate it. So it's, it, it's really wearing on me. But when I get to meet guys like that, that like all pump, pump me up, like conversations like that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, keep going. Well, you just gotta, you know, screw those guys, man. I mean, you gotta look at guys like me. I didn't know anything about podcasting. I'm a humble tumbleweed down here. And I was so inspired by all you guys that, you know, I, wanted to jump in to the front lines with y'all and give back because I mean, that's great. I love it. You know, I love that camaraderie and you see people live and stuff like that, but I'm not big enough to 
Uh, I don't have that much listeners to start getting abuse like that. And then again, I'm not really even on like YouTube and Instagram and like, like heavily like y'all are. So I, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything about that just yet. So that's something that I can't really relate with um, as far as like people tearing you down and stuff. I mean, I, I guess you're going to get, you're going to get a few bad ones out of a hundred thousand downloads. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you had a long day. You don't need to hear me gripe and complain about uh, the, the, uh, the difficulties of being a podcaster, but oh, uh, man, no, I love it. Man. There's I mean, only a few of y'all other, ass, other podcasters out there. So I just, it's not as glorious as everyone thinks. It's not. And I realized that probably, you know, when I realized that completely Paul is whenever I took the show three times a week and I'm like, why am I doing this? But I just felt that nudge to do it because and I realized this, was it today? The last few days I realized finally that, hey, man, the, the, the podcasting world for lawn care is finally picking some momentum up because I was literally, I guess I'm, I'm on Spotify. So, I mean, it's like I'll listen, I'll listen to yours. Then all, all, automatically Jeremiah pops up. Then Kjack, his pops up. Then Amon pops up. Then Brian, you know. So we're all, you know. So now we're getting to that point where, hey, you know, we can listen to, you know, legit podcast stuff, not probably not all week, you know, consecutively in an eight, nine hour day, but it's getting there. So yeah. I'm like, this is, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah. Pajax <laughs> is really good too. His new one. Oh, it's so good. I didn't even know he was putting a podcast together. I'm like, man, this is, this is dope, man. Yeah. He, he, uh, he hired old Mr. Producer. Have you listened to the turf wars with, um, the guys from Kentucky? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're awesome. I tried to get them on and I made some contact with them. And, Alex and I, Brown, and um, if you DM Turf Wars, um, they'll gladly be on your show. They're, they're just crazy yeah. busy. Um, Alex Brown is the like main guy behind it. Um, but just keep DMing Turf Wars. They're just crazy. The one guy runs a $3 million business. The other guy does a million business a year. And um, they're just busy. But they... They're, and that's what, I, that's what I chalked it up to because I, I hear them and then I hear them on other people's. And I'm like, they're just... I mean, dude, I'm busy and I have a little quarter million dollar business. Yeah, but they, they, they've they been leaning on me. I've been helping them a little bit. Like I, I teamed them up with Mr. Good. Producer and 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 he's, you know, Mr. Producer's got the right equipment and stuff, but they're asking the right questions. Like, how do we grow this thing? And I'm like, you got to be on other podcasts. You got to get yourself in the community. So they, um, they, I know they would want to be on your show. You just got to keep getting on the no, radar because they're busy is, bro. We, we made the contact i sent to my my uh, calendly link and 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 i'm sure it was over a weekend so i'm sure they got to get with the family and then they start putting stuff together for monday and yeah just, I, just I reach I back out sometime at all they're trying to blow me off no, no they're they're really down to earth good guys so um just reach back out but i know we this is our our eighth close i'll really let you go man <laughs> i gotta go Dude, i gotta you, go man. eat dinner and and get back to work on this book so Great to see you. Thanks for the show, brother. All right. Later, buddy. Take care. Have a good one. All right. Bye, Andrew. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, 
you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner and never chase those unpaid invoices again we'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process so we will cover all of this and so much more as john Pajak and i are the teachers in this e-training program it's called know your numbers it's available at our resource center at the green industry podcast.com Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.